Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Today's episode of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast is an interview of Kip and Jennifer Cummings, who are the creators of an organization called Surfari Pals, and that is a profit and nonprofit organization dedicated to helping children and teaching children character development and good manners, which is really, really fabulous. So today, Kip and Jennifer talk all about where this idea came from and what the intent behind it was and what the children learn every month and really what the difference they are making in these children's lives are. And it's so beautiful to hear them discuss the nature of the blessing of a burden and how they've really taken this burden of caring for these children and teaching these children upon themselves and just the impact they're having is really, really beautiful. So I'm excited for y'all to listen to their story and their passion and their energy. This episode was recorded in a coffee shop, so you will hear a lot of background noise, but we did talk up, so I apologize for that in advance. Other than that, here we go. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to today's Fitness Empowerment Podcast with special guests, plural, Jennifer and Kip Cummings, the owners and creators of Surfari Pals, which is all about teaching children about building character, proper etiquette, manners, and how to choose healthy foods and exercise in a way that makes it fun. So Jennifer and Kip, thank you so much for just being here and coming to grab coffee with me and um, taking the time out of your day to be on the show and sharing what you guys both do with both your profit and nonprofit side of this organization. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having us, Danny. Absolutely. We're glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I know. So we've been talking already and I get really excited when we chat because there are all these just health and fitness components that I learned as a kid and I don't necessarily see in all of the kids that I interact with today Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm excited to hear how y'all have built this program and you know who the ideal children and clients are so just take it away for me give us give us the the background where did Surfari Pals come from what is it well I kind of uh, grew up in an era that uh, was surrounded with characters like Mr. Rogers and Romper Room and oh my gosh, uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> absolutely. And also, uh, I had you know great influences in my life. It was mom and dad and lots of close neighbors. Back when I was growing up, you could actually go next door and visit with people. And uh, we had a, a really awesome neighbor uh, around the corner from my house where all the kids would gravitate to, and he was like the neighborhood babysitter. Uh, but he would teach us character development, uh, just a lot of good things that helped us uh, just become good citizens out there. We were always doing things. Uh, his name was Monty, and, and he would uh, you know, build bicycles. So we'd ride around the neighborhood on trash day looking for old roller skates, bicycles, anything we could find to, to build things. And it was kind of a, a very high-energy, low-tech environment at Monty's house. So, I mean, it was literally finding two by fours and some garden hoses and we'd make stilts and, and we'd play. Oh my gosh. We would literally play all we day at Monty's videos house. and pictures from that time. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just a, a great time of growing up. Uh, and I remember how simple it was. We were a, a pretty broke family growing up in East LA with six kids and, and one income for most of my family's uh, uh, younger years of growing. and. Uh, so we found creative ways to have a lot of fun. And so 
we created, or I, I started creating Safari Pals with the hopes of getting kids back out there being active mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, uh, so that they can be you know, good citizens and productive uh, people uh, in their own communities. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And how long has Safari Pals been around? Well, That's kind of a tricky question. <laughs> yeah. I actually started uh, thinking about Safari Pals all the way back uh, around 1988-89 was when my ideas started coming into fruition. I had a little auto detailing business in Southern California that I started after getting laid off and it kind of formed from there uh, and I, I just kept slowly developing it and Jennifer really is the one that helped get me going. We've only known each other less than 10 years but uh, you know, her idea was quit talking about it and start doing it. And I think she just literally got tired of hearing me say one day, one day. And she said either put I up or shut up. I did. I remember I was standing at the top of the stairs. It was five years ago, mm -hmm. five years ago. And he said something about, well, one day my, I'm going to have a safari pal for this. And I just turned and looked at him and I said, you either do something with your safari pals or shut up talking about it. Oh, my gosh. And um <laughs> had no clue that that statement would send us off on a journey to where we are now. And right. I, I still, I'm like, how did we get here? You know, it's five years later. Mm -hmm. and, um, so we started developing the, the characters, hired an artist, got some things on paper, and it still took a long time in the the underground kind of work we wanted to make sure we had a great foundation and we wanted to um, develop this entire program completely debt free so it was you know oh we're getting a bonus here so the, you know that's safari files and then as kids started graduating college we had um, a couple years ago we had four in college all at one time so we that's a pricey penny yeah we didn't spend a lot on safari pals at that time but as kids started getting out on their own um we just decided that we're just going to go for it we set a goal and we figured out how what we needed to do to get there and we just went all in and we're like let's get it done so we had started developing the characters a little bit at a time, but that's when we really started writing the stories, putting the curriculum together, starting to talk to people, um, started going to school boards and principals and say, hey, it's free. <laughs> you know, let, let us come in and try this. Um, we had a school, we have a school at our church and the school director there really really um, came up behind us and propped us up and let us come into her school to learn how to teach and to learn what worked and what didn't work and um, that was such a blessing that you know we just wouldn't be where we are now with the teaching and a systematic way of doing things if she had not let us cut our baby teeth there right. and so yeah. that's really awesome and that that's it's like such a huge statement to realize that Kip, you've been focused on this or had this idea and this passion for almost 20, 28 years? Yeah, a long time. Almost, long yeah. Time. And then so it's taken, you know, you can tell how much passion you have for all of this because it's been on your mind and it's you've had this focus for such a long time. And then at least over five years mm -hmm. now to really bring it to where it is today. That's a, that's a huge amount of time to put into yeah. something. Well, it was always a... I, I always wanted to be able to help kids. Um, I love the idea of teaching a child something and seeing them kind of take ownership of it and then they turn around and teach others themselves. I've seen children actually teach adults, which is really awesome. It happens for sure. Absolutely. Sometimes they do they take an action and they don't think it through the way that we think it through. They still have that innocence. Right. right. They don't overanalyze. They just go for it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit about these characters. How okay. did you come up with them? Are they are they based off of your your family in any way or? Yeah, most <clears throat> just about every single character has its own little backstory. Uh, growing up in uh, in California, uh, I loved going to the beach. Uh, I originally was going to call my program Safari Pals, but that was already taken. Ah. And so this was prior to me having much business knowledge. So I actually came up with, well, I love the beach. Uh, I'll do a little play on words. So instead of Safari Pals, we changed it to Surfari Pals because 
Uh, every one of our characters has some type of ocean theme to it. And uh, yeah, even uh, the very first character we introduce kids to is Eamon the Albacore. And ironically, Jennifer and I were watching TV night before last on uh, USA Network. Uh, <laughs> they were doing a program about uh, Tupac Shakur's death and murder and what have you. And my friend Eamon Joseph was actually in that episode. And Eamon is named after a friend of mine uh, from New York. He was uh, reared in uh, Harlem. I met him while filming on uh, a Stephen King movie called The Mist. Oh, cool. And uh, Eamon was there, and, and he said, well, how does a guy from L.A. end up in Louisiana? And I said, well, how does a guy from Harlem end up in Hollywood? <laughs> and uh, he was told and, and taught by his dad and his grandmother about setting goals. And so I said, Eamon, I said, one day I'm going to create this character for you that's going to teach kids about setting goals. And so I hired an artist, a guy named Jeff Welburn. And uh, I came up with kind of a concept, and Jeff would throw some ideas at me, and we finally came up with Eamon the Albacore, who teaches kids how to set goals. Awesome. Now, okay, sidebar from the other uh -huh. characters, setting goals. So you, you made the mark, Jennifer, on how to set, you know, when, when we need to start setting goals. So how did you go about setting that first goal? Like from the time that you said, stop talking about it, let's do something about it, what, what was your first action step? Our first action step was to get a lot of the ideas and the characters, the, the lessons that Kip had on his heart the most out of his head and onto the paper. Okay. Um, because one of the first things you learn about setting a goal is to write it down. We because we have because <laughs> if it's just in your head and you're just talking about it it's just a dream but when you put it on paper it turns into action that's an actionable thing and um, so it's just a dream in your head and to turn it into a goal you have to write it down you have to look at it you have to set guidelines for it you have to set a timetable for it because if there's no timetable on that goal you can just kind of keep working on it forever and you're mm -hmm. still not getting anywhere so that was our first step was let's just make a list of everything you want to teach a kid that was a really long list i'm like okay <laughs> well, the, well i guess the, it's the, the monster, teach them over the lifetime we, yeah. we have 70 ish characters we, now we want teach all every sort of things. 70 yeah oh, um, there's no That's right. end there's to no kip's limit. imagination well, no bottom to it at all <laughs> my my That's mantra awesome. is always be for any parent guardian or teacher that if you want a child to learn something there's a safari pal for that that's really what we want we want them to understand that we can help you know we're not there to replace them but to saddle Absolutely up next not. to them and, no. and partner with those with those folks and help uh, just teach good character to these kiddos awesome so does that start with the kids in the classroom then or do you start by working with parents give us an overview of how you get to how you actually get to a point of teaching a child at this point, we are primarily in the low-income Title I schools here in Shreveport. We are teaching in three schools, so we primarily work with the students, but we interact with the teachers a lot, too, and we, the teachers are kind of taking some of our things. We, we're asking the teachers, what are you seeing in your classroom? What, what are these kids needing the most? And some of the teachers are actually taking our characters and our lessons and integrating that into their curriculum. Oh, and so I love that. that is really, really awesome. So at this point, we're really not working with the parents too much on that level. Okay. We've been really focused on getting the nonprofit started. Mm -hmm. And we've just recently started working on the for profit side, which is um, Safari Pals Marketing. Um, at safaripals.com and the reason we we started that was because we were having parents say well I, I need these this for my kids I want this for my kids but my kids aren't in Shreveport or my kids aren't in a title one low-income mm -hmm. school how do I get this for my kids and so we developed at home surf kits and you can subscribe to those as a parent and every single month your child will get a new lesson in the mail the lessons in, include they get a book they get a certificate of awesomeness they get a goal sheet when they complete the goal sheet they get their certificate um, with their name already printed on it we have a little envelope that says surf instructors only and that's <laughs> the parent or the guardian mm -hmm. or the oh, aunt. we have some aunts and grandparents who um, mm -hmm. order this for theirs and so the certificate goes 
in the little envelope and along with the sticker they get a goal setting poster where they can put their stickers one at a time on the poster till they rise all the way to the top of the surfboard i love that and so yeah. those components go you know in an envelope to the surf instructor so the kids aren't actually getting their sticker or their certificate until they've earned it and the kids Perfect. love getting something addressed to them in the mail i think we're they finding do. that that is a huge deal and they yeah. they wait eagerly yeah, you know, a month to a child. We have one like friend. Forever, so. Did it? Did my kit come yet? Did my kid come yet? <laughs> his aunt's always texting me. He wants to know when his kit's coming. So tell him I put him in the, put it in the mail today. Yeah. That's so funny. But um, yeah, they love. He, she said he gets so excited when he pulls that box or the envelope, depending on you know what we're sending that month out mm -hmm. of the mailbox mm -hmm. and. Um, He's getting yeah. clawed the crab, which teaches him how to set yeah. the table properly. So that's really Oh my really gosh, cool. that's yeah. so fun. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it comes and with a song that yeah. was scored uh, from my friend uh, Rick Ballantyne. Um, yeah, we have an app and we mm -hmm. have our music on the app. We have the Safari Pass song, we have mm -hmm. the uh, place setting song, we have another song that's out for production really soon. Um, the bed making song, I mm -hmm. think it is. Yeah. And so each kit it comes with you know the link to the app or we're putting training videos so that kips are far they can click the um, qr code go straight to our vimeos um and see kip actually kip safari actually talk to the kids through the computer or the phone or tablet and oh. kind of explain the lesson overall and then the same lessons in mm -hmm. in the book as well they get a craft every month they get a little fun doodad or gift or whatever every month. Yeah, one of the things we found that there are a lot of parents that have great kids that often think, well, my child already may know how to set the table. They already make their bed. But or my kid has manners. Yeah, they have manners. So we're breaking these down every lesson systematically. Mm -hmm. So even like um, our, our exercise uh, characters, Quinn the Queensland Grouper, and you know we're going to actually have a video just a short one maybe three to five minutes that actually breaks down you know real movements this is what you need to do hey you can work on your core even at a, at a young age at five to ten years old these kids need to learn to create a habit yes. so that it forms a lifestyle that lasts forever I'm and so preaching my language i love <laughs> it all about that long-term sustainability and it has yeah. to start when you're young that's really. right and and Hard we found that the, the, the kids are, are like computers it's it's if you don't program it from the very beginning we assume our kids know how to introduce themselves but oftentimes uh they don't do it properly they're not making eye contact they're not giving a firm handshake they're not smiling when they meet somebody so our videos actually take that down so that the parent can actually see a difference in what the kids may already know oh that's awesome y'all are bringing me back to things that i learned as a kid my parents would have a like a goal sheet or a chore sheet or something on our um, refrigerator mm -hmm. and we got gold stars That's when right. we completed there's there's nothing better than Those gold stars gold stars are magical oh, wait, wait. They? We, we've topped that with our certificates of awesomeness because oh. it's got the kids names actually already listed on there when it comes in the mail so. and they get the stickers mm. too um this but instead of a gold star they get the character that they've been working on that is they that get is to pretty put cool it, put it on their surfboard That's right. So. There's a surfboard to put There's on. There's a surfboard poster. That yeah, they get a, oh, the original full that. size 24 by 36. It's oh. a movie size poster of a surfboard. And it's got oh, wow. four waves on it with five uh, templates per wave. So the kids can actually see that they're rising to the top of that surfboard and, and oh, reaching those that's goals. that's cool. That's well, right. Once they get 10 stickers, they'll get another prize in the mail for mm -hmm. 10 sticker completion. And then when they fill their surfboard, they'll get another prize in the mail. Yeah. Wow. So, there are so like, many but components. It, that's the, the parents, um, you know, we'll email the parents at that point and say, hey, are they completing their stickers and da da da, -da. Mm -hmm. Because, right. uh, Kip's the softy. I'm the mean parent. I'm That's like, right. sorry, kid, you didn't earn it. <laughs> you have to have a good cop, bad cop. That's right. <laughs> we are good cop, bad cop. We've got cop. the components. He's like, but he cried. I'm like, well, he should have done the work. <laughs> and that was me, not the kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that you say that because I think something I've seen a lot of in the past probably, you know, couple of years is 
kids getting the, you know, the participation trophy, you know, and, and it's kind of a big thing, like, should we get it to help them build their self-confidence or do they need to earn it? What do they do to, to earn it? And so I think by giving them that certificate, but not giving it to them, you give it to the parent or the guardian that, and then y'all have to verify, did they get all these goals done? You know, that helps put the system in place to ensure that... <laughs> They're Absolutely. not just getting the certificate, they actually have to earn it. Right, and that's that's kind of the things that we're having to combat out here is the fact that we're almost counterculture to society uh, in, a, in a, a format that it has become a, uh, a system of everybody is awesome. Well, everybody can be awesome mm -hmm. in different ways, and we just want to make sure that uh, through our program, whether it's in exercise or uh, acts of service, that, that they are awesome because of what they've done or what they're doing uh, for others. And you, that's it's really hard because we go, you know, into the lower income schools, and <clears throat> we are very aware of the lack of, you know things that the kids have and some kids have never won a certificate or earned a certificate they have never um, you know been treated with um, prizes and things and but we have this system in place it's it's not difficult it's it actually less difficult for the kids in our low-income schools to earn a sticker than it is through our surf kits um, just because we understand that a lot of times there's not a lot of parental supervision or participation in that um, <clears throat> and we have kids who don't participate at all and they um, when we did graduation and rewards this week and we were handing out pencils if you got this many stickers and you got a backpack if you got this many stickers and it's gut-wrenching when you have a kid who cries because he didn't get a backpack. And, uh, you know, we really, really, really wrestle with that. And we haven't actually concluded exactly what's the best thing in these particular cases, mm -hmm. but. That sounds hard. It is it's very, difficult. It's very difficult. It's very hard because. I want to go back and try to help them. Right. Kip's like, let's give them bonus work. Let's well, go. Maybe there's a way something. we can do something yeah. where they're still actually earning it. We don't want them mm -hmm. to have that entitlement that I get it just because. They, right. But we also, right now, they've, they've had the sense of disappointment. Mm -hmm. But we want to kind of give them that second shot of being able to say, hey, um, I didn't quite try enough. But I get a chance to to maybe have a a, a little do over with yeah. some help. So we we understand a lot of the kids that that we're reaching in the low income areas don't have uh, necessarily the parental participation that uh, some other kids may have. So you know we're we're but we're we're, we try help to be mindful somehow. too mm -hmm. that we don't want to lessen the prize for the children who really did work hard. Yeah. Right. That because makes sense. then and because that will. I mean, you're always training a child, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. always, you know, whether it's negatively or positively. And so if we go back in and just give everyone a backpack because they cried or because they don't have one, right. then the children who worked really hard and earned that backpack will be like, oh my gosh, I worked really hard for that and they got one anyway, so why should I try? Right. And so it's... This that would make me theory. mad if I was a child. It would make me really mad. hard. Yeah. This is uh, why we want to help them earn that backpack. We, mm -hmm. we, we still don't want to just give it to them, but we understand that we might need to give a little extra assistance, which is what Safari Pals are all about. It's, it's yeah. everybody yeah. helping everybody. Definitely. And mm -hmm. we do want the kids to learn about forgiveness and second chances. So. Who's the character for that? Um, well, forgiveness Brian? is Brian the Barracuda and Mike the Marlin, which those are named after the uh, two Beach Boys, oh, Mike Love okay. and Brian Wilson, cool. who are who have actually received their own Safari Pal characters. That's so amazing. that's really cool. Yeah, uh, you've had a chance to present. Brian, I, I presented Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson character. and my son presented Mike Love, his character. So that was really That is cool. so cool. Yeah. So what do your kids think about Safari Pals? I can't say kids. They're all grown up, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> they are. Um, 
We've, it's, it's kind <laughs> they of funny. all have their own characters. They, they have their own okay. characters, and we've found things that we felt they needed to work on, some of them, some anyway, of them. in some way, shape, or form. So my youngest daughter um, has a little problem with being dependable, so we created... <laughs> sorry, Cody, I hope sorry, you're not listening Cody. to this. Yeah, so we created uh, <laughs> Cody the Clam that teaches kids how to be reliable. So okay. we never talk about what not to do. Everything we do is positive reinforcement so that we don't have to tell them, uh, don't do this, don't do that. They, they, they're told that their whole lives. We right. tell them what to do so that we don't have to worry about what not to do. Okay, so for example, um, Bill the Bull Shark and Riley the Remora are our anti-bullying characters, but we don't say don't bully don't hit da 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 mm -hmm. we say to be nice and sweet to everyone you meet because those are opposite behaviors that cannot happen at exactly the same time mm -hmm. if you are actively being kind and considerate and nice and sweet to everyone you meet it is impossible for you to be bullying someone yes so we we keep everything mm -hmm. very positive well that makes sense because in the same way with like my nutrition clients or my fitness clients is a lot of them think, well, I need to cut these things out. And I'm like, eh, not necessarily. What we need to do is we need to replace that habit with something positive, with right. a, a nutritious, nutrient-dense food. Or, But, you know, we don't need to think about cutting things out. Let's focus on the positive and the adding right. things in. So I like that you're not focusing on, let's take away the bullying. Let's focus on adding in this positive behavior. Exactly. Well, exactly. I love what you're doing, Danny, with, with the idea of the health and nutrition side because that brings about internal mental health when you when you feel good about yourself it's a lot easier to, to feel good about others yes. and to think about others in that way but a lot of times if we get lethargic we sit around we, we feel like everything is, is dumping on us at one time our mental health is mm -hmm. definitely uh, affected health. absolutely yeah. and, and we see what's happening now as our nation as a whole has become lethargic and, and less interested in taking care of our bodies it's a direct result in, in our lifestyles. And so uh, a lot of our characters kind of focus around that. I've got uh, Cuba, the crown of thorns starfish, which teaches kids to exercise through dance. Love it. And, and that's uh, a, a big movement now between Zumba, bar oh, classes. Absolutely. Just and, and we're going to uh, create our own uh, children videos for this so that the kids can see other kids doing this type of of performance either through dance or exercise that's Quinn the Queensland grouper teaches kids to exercise for about an hour a day and then on the eating side we have Miss Kay the macaroni penguin this was actually named for Kay Robinson and or Kay Robertson excuse mm -hmm. me uh, uh, the Duck Dynasty folks well, yes. I saw them eat things that most people would cringe upon and I'm like well Maybe they don't have to eat a uh, possum that used to be a roadkill, <laughs> but maybe they can try a piece of broccoli for the first time. Yes. And, and, you know, try different types of foods that they've never had before to give them exposure to something that may be nutritious for them in the long run and create that type of eating habit. And so uh, we found that incorporating fun characters like this actually drives the kids to wanting to try things. We, we had a child at an uh, elementary school that tried salad for the first time. Aww. It was awesome. And then we had a teacher, and we, we talk about how the kids affect the, the parents or the guardians or the teachers. We had a teacher through one of our characters, uh, Miss Kay the Macaroni Penguin, who tried asparagus for the first time and broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Those can be scary foods if Those, you've never absolutely. had them in your life. Absolutely. Exactly. And we always tell them, say, look, no matter what, always try at least one bite. If you don't like it, just say it's not for me. But try it again the next time it comes around because I was never a fan of uh, Brussels sprouts growing up, but now I love it. Well, ah. I found that if you put enough bacon and brown sugar on anything, it's, it's great. <laughs> That's true. That's right. I still have not mastered the, the fine art of cooking Brussels sprouts at home, but if it's covered in cheese at a restaurant, mm -hmm. I'll eat them. You should, Absolutely. you should stir fry them with uh, some bacon bits and oh. just a little bit of brown sugar. Not not too sweet. It just takes that little, you know, they're that a little tangy, that bitterness. Yeah. It just kills the bitterness. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it a try, and That's I'll right. see if it's for me at home. Absolutely. <laughs> Let us know how that goes. We'll give you a Miss K sticker. Yes. Oh, my God. I would be so proud to wear that sticker around. 
So how do you go about bringing the food into, I guess, the, the Title I schools? And like, how does that differ from the children who get their packages at home? How do you make sure that they are getting in those different kinds of foods and trying new things? Well, that's it's difficult. We just uh, well, a lot of times we send just, the lessons it, home. Yeah, you know, they get a book, and okay. so that goes home to the parents. Yeah, and they have their. Uh, we have what we call fun work, which is basically homework for the kids. And on that fun work, that's basically their that is their goal sheet. So we ask them to fill out that goal sheet and to list the new food that they tried that day. And, and it's their, a, their parents signs the bottom right. of it, and they bring it back to school just like they would their math work. And that's oh, that's okay. when the, they are awarded their sticker. And do y'all have a list of like new foods that they could try if they don't know what to try or different no, recipes? That's a great idea. Or... I might add that to the lesson book. <laughs> we might have to semester. put a little recipe guide in there. Oh, that would be fun! Oh. Something that kids we could found make something. On their own. That's yeah. right. Like like if we take most people won't eat a, a fresh green bean. It's always out of the can. But uh -huh. we found that if you take just fresh green beans and steam them till they're just al dente, uh -huh. and then saute them in a little bit of butter, yep. and then add dry buttermilk ranch dressing. The actual you have to have the buttermilk ranch dressing, and uh -huh. you sprinkle that on top for just a little bit of flavor. Mm -hmm. Kids go crazy over yeah. that. In fact, wow. we had high schoolers that were adamant that they hated green beans. That wiped out an entire uh, probably five That's to ten so pounds worth of green beans when we prepared them that way so it's it's yeah, taking I can totally that, relate oh, I absolutely. only ate my grandmother's green beans because they were canned cooked cut that's, like, that's right <laughs> I'll have to try that too. That's, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some Safari Pal packets. I mean, <laughs> well, and we also want to start encouraging. We're, we're creating a character that teaches kids how to garden. We we want oh. people to grow their own vegetables. If if there's a tomato plant in the backyard and the kids go out and they actually cultivate that plant, they pick that tomato. They're more apt to actually try new foods that they yeah. help prepare or pick themselves. That's super cool. Yeah, we had gardens as a kid. I should. I have three dogs now, so that just wouldn't work, but yeah. maybe in the front yard. <laughs> well, I became an avocado-aholic because growing up in Southern California, we had about, between me and, and two neighbors on the left and right, we probably had 15 different varieties of fruit and vegetables and different types of trees that grew everywhere. And so uh, by having that opportunity to try all those things growing up, I realized, hey, I tried foods that a lot of kids today don't because there is no garden in the backyard any longer. So that's right. just another element of Safari Pals that we're trying to bring in is, you know, going back to the basics. Yeah, bring bringing people back to back to nature off their phones. Yes, absolutely. You know, as much as I love technology, I am so happy to put it down at night and yeah. really, or sit outside. I've been doing a lot of my work outside these days, just sitting in the backyard. Yeah. It's right. really peaceful. It's, it's, it is very peaceful. So and, many more ideas come that way. Mm -hmm. That's okay. true. So, in reference to your daughter, Cody, is her name? Cody. So, yeah. he, this is for you. Um, so, <laughs> as I was growing up, I all my siblings and I had a nickname. Mine was Helpful Hannah. So, I was very overly helpful, and I, I considered myself a little golden child. So, who, what character would you recommend for Helpful Hannah, who is way too helpful? <laughs> well, we have, we actually have... Well, we actually have a character that teaches kids to be helpful, especially to their siblings, and that's uh, Rachel and Reagan the Rainbow Trout. Okay. So I don't know that you can be too helpful. I was obnoxiously uh, helpful. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've experienced that with any of our kids. Oh. <laughs> but we are creating a character that's going to teach kids how to be humble. Okay, that and was so, that was probably more of what yes, I needed. Yes. yes, or to share what you have with others. That's Mike mm -hmm. Moray. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Michael so Moray. So maybe Eli. you could yeah. have learned to share your chores or share helping your mom. You know, hey, little right. sister or whatever, come in here and mm -hmm. help me yeah. help mom. I think the humbleness. I my motivation was, oh, if I get these chores done first or fastest, then I'm the golden child. You were super competitive. You I, still yes, are, and I, I am. am too. So I totally <laughs> get that. Um, yeah, if, if if there is something to be competitive about, it's on. Yeah, you know, that's right. At our church every year, just a real fast side note, we have um, team week, mm -hmm. and we break into all these different groups, and it's a huge competition the whole week. 
and he led a team one year and I led a team last um, one year and um, it wasn't actually two years in a row <laughs> the first year I got first and he got second and then the next year he got first and I got second I don't think it's not nice at our house for that one week it was, it <laughs> that's was, hysterical it was sweet revenge though it was sweet revenge we're just but in, in good form I'll be over there I'll go to the card and party store or I'll be in the bedroom putting together something for our costumes that night and he's like, what are you doing I'm like nothing get out <laughs> you know? not for you shut the door that's right. that's right that's so funny well that's competitiveness is good I could definitely have used the humbleness factor yeah. a yes. little bit more yeah um, and all of our siblings had little nicknames like that so and I think we didn't have a safari pals back then. We used to watch a lot of Veggie Tales. Right. Yes. That was one of my favorite. I could still probably go back and watch those and be highly entertained. Oh, oh where's my hair? Oh my gosh, that was just in my head. I'll I sing do. it the rest of the day now. Yeah. Sorry, kid. <laughs> no worries. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I would love for y'all to talk about what you're excited about right now. Obviously, you're excited about your brand and your product and helping people, but right. what maybe is new, up and coming, what's exciting? Well, we have three elements to Surfari Pals. We have our our uh, for-profit, which is actually has taken kind of a second seat to our non-profit. So we have surfaripals.com that is going to be for the average citizen out there. Those are the surf kits we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah, and, and you can be in California or Connecticut and get the same surf kit sent to you. And then on our nonprofit yeah. side, we're really eager to get into a couple more schools. We, we were in three schools this year. We had about 300 kids total, um, first and second graders. Right. And um, So the more funding we get, the more schools. We mean, have two more gotcha. schools on our horizon. Mm -hmm. Good. And um, as we get funding for those, we're... Um, we're really, We're, really hoping to right. go into um, um, one of the larger elementary schools this next another fall. Another one, yeah. And, we, I mean, um, our goal... We're at Southern Hills right now. That's a pretty big one, but yeah. we have another one right on the horizon that yeah. we're really excited about. We're going to work really hard over the summer to make that happen in the fall. But I think our biggest our, exciting upcoming thing is Camp Safari. Yeah, that's our big, fat, hairy goal right now. Is Camp Safari. It's also our biggest headache right now, that's but that's right. okay. Um, that means it's going to be worth it. That's right. What we are wanting to do is we are wanting to open a camp for elementary age children where they come. It's going to be very low tech, very high energy. Lot. We're going to have an on-site garden, on-site chickens for that they can gather eggs. Um, lots of outdoor sports, and it's going to be Safari Pals intensive week. And at least 50% of the children who come to this camp will be from low-income families who will never have the opportunity to afford to send their kids to camp. We're talking to parents who have never been to summer camp. And they're like, what do you do at camp? We don't even know about summer camp. And, you know, and their children have never been it's to amazing. summer camp. Yeah. You know, to get to go to summer camp, you have to be involved in a sport or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or part of a church organization right. or some sort of higher organization right. that usually costs money. Definitely. And it's very, very expensive. And, um, and so we're wanting, we believe every child deserves a chance to get to go to summer camp at least once in their right. childhood. Right. Because there, there are so many um, um, psychological and emotional benefits from summer camp. Um, that's where you kind of learn to form relationships outside of your family circle, outside of your school circle. Outside of that comfort zone. Outside right. of your comfort zone. Um, kids who go to summer camp actually experience less um, education loss um, over the summer. And we're, um, we're going to have... Um, you know, reading specialists come in. We're going to have a librarian come in. A STEAM element. We're going to have um, some people from STEAM come in. And what um, is that? Um, science, tech, science, technology, technology art, and math. What's the That's key? STEM. Wait, STEM is science, technology. What's the E? Education? No. E? I don't know. Engineering. Engineering okay. and math. Okay. And then some people say STEM, and but then they added the A a few times. Yeah, I've heard of STEM. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's STEM with art. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've been in contact with them, and just have a week where these kids can come, unwind, unplug, 
just be saturated with all of these fun character building activities. And, um, but we're not limiting it to just low income kids who will be there by fundraising scholarships, sponsorships, and things like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. We want anybody to be able to come to this camp, regardless of economic, um, uh, or, or yeah. economic ability or social status, right? Because we we're about the child as a whole, a whole child, mm -hmm. but we're also about um, reconciliation and bringing a whole neighborhood, a whole city, a whole country together. And we just feel like if you get kids from the entire economical spectrum all together, and all they're doing is playing and having fun it kind of breaks down some of those barriers and some of those built-in stigmas we have mm -hmm. against people who are not quote-unquote like us. Mm -hmm. right. And so That's we're right. hoping that they go back into the school year, year not thinking, oh, well, you know, those people are snotty because they have money or, oh, those people don't have money and so they're just all hoodlums, you know, just looking at a person for who they are on the inside, right. not from where they come from. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, I know where this is going to be, but can you tell the audience where this location is? Well, we're, well, look, we're, we're, hope we're hoping. Okay, I know where this is a crazy hope. Crazy <laughs> hope. It's, this it's, is it's crazy. Wild. Um, we have been talking with the Caddo Parish Commission since October, and it's quite a bit has gone into it, and we, we don't have it secured yet. Everybody's fingers are crossed, but um, we're looking at reforming the old Caddo Correction Center out in Keithville, the old Fort Wade facility. Oh, it's it's so an, cool. An, into, it's an abandoned. It's an old abandoned it's prison. It's been abandoned for six years. It's a maximum it, security prison. It looks like it would be the perfect set for a zombie movie. <laughs> um, but so we'll have wanting, some updates to make. That's but the right. significance of that is. Um, well, we want to take a place that once housed criminals and and transform that into a place that now helps kids. And, and so and, it and makes it a place where they never end up there to begin with, right. which is really what we're all about with Safari Pals in general is prevention. And we okay. really love this property in particular because it's like the epitome of transformation. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's tall fences, razor wire, bars on everything. But when we get finished with it, it's going to be... It's going to look like a Southern California resort. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, Can um, I come to this camp? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to open it up to the public the other 9 months, the the June, July and August in the summer. That's when we want to do our kids camps, but we're going to make it a very classy resort style. Uh, Southern California beach themed area so so our, that we can rent it the that's other right nine months out I of mean, the, year. the two guard shacks that are currently there we're going to transform those into our lifeguard stations which is really awesome but that's this so also cool. it just ties right back into um, our community working together mm -hmm. and becoming one because we're going to have volunteers from all over the city all different churches all different social clubs all different neighborhoods come together it doesn't matter who you are or where mm -hmm. you're from when you come together for one cause and you work hard together and you sweat together for a good thing for a one good common thing and you work hard together all day and then at the end of that day there will be a meal at every volunteer weekend there will be a meal at the end of the day where you sit down with people that you've worked hard with all day and you have honest and open conversations over mm -hmm. a hot meal and a glass of sweet tea. I that's mean, right. that's how you bring re re um, reconciliation. Absolutely. We've, I've even had a, a guy from Arizona contact me. He wants to do his vacation there to work. Yeah, I bet. It sounds like, a, you know, a place that you could have a retreat for the weekend. Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. I'm, yes. I'm starting to think of ideas. I'm like, oh, all this health and fitness stuff that can go on oh here and oh, take people away from yes. there their homes and their lifestyle like you said that that getaway place where people can unwind and just focus on yes. them and improving themselves well and staycations are kind of the rage right now and if they're going to have a staycation we'd rather them come out to camp safari to do that uh, and we have some public out. elements That's that right. um we feel like the community of keithville will really appreciate them just you know they don't have a lot out there and um so we're just going to provide some opportunities mm -hmm. for them to have fun safe places to bring their kids absolutely and, hang out and have fun too.
Cool. What whatever we can do to get families together mm -hmm. and playing together and spending time together yeah. and learning together. Your audience can follow along on it's campsurfari.org and it's S U R F like surfing S U R F A R I dot org campsurfari. Awesome. So there's yeah. what what's on that site just updates. Hopes and dreams and updates. Okay. Yeah, okay. it'll it'll have our updates as we go along. We're gonna have a camp somewhere. We're hoping that this <clears throat> is our place. That's that's what yeah. we're really shooting yeah. for. If this doesn't work out, then we're on to our next idea. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the time frame you're looking at to get this really up and running? We want to have our first kids on board the summer of 2020. Okay. So about a year and a half. Yes. Yeah. Minimum. I mean, it's yeah. the first year is literally going to be cleaning up the facility. Cleaning, fundraising. Mm -hmm. A lot of construction. Yeah, I mean, it was people, a prison. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of things to be done before it looks like a kid's yeah. camp. So. That's true, yeah. but I think probably a lot of that construction, you can probably use the community in helping Absolutely. get that together and building character while Absolutely. building. We have camps people lined up waiting for the work go. Well, we so want to, yeah. to help us. Yeah. The idea is to not just say, I'm going to give money to this cause. It's to actually get the people on site and mm -hmm. get them out there dreaming with us and seeing what their donations or help are going to do uh, for these kids and, and maybe for themselves too. So I guess that being said, mm -hmm. what, what can we do as a community to help you all get there? Well, if you know a councilman, uh, <laughs> call him and tell him that you really want us to have Camp Safari. <laughs> okay, so if y'all know a councilman, anybody listening? Caddo Parish Commission. <laughs> well, actually, at this point, we're, we're, we're focused on the camp. I mean, that's something that we're, we're on a wait and see on that. So we should know where we are within about a month. Okay. Here. So yeah. following on our on our website uh, initially, or, or getting on our newsletter, on or our um, social media, we're right. on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, right. all the goodies. All if the you, goodies. Yeah. Okay. It's under that's just under um, Surfer Surfer Pals. Pals. Mm -hmm. So you can join our social media sites. Uh, and uh, on surfaripals.org, you can actually get on our newsletter as well, so right. to keep people updated. Okay. And we would be remiss not to say if you know if you feel led or if you can to please donate to Is Surfari there, Pals. Yeah. There's a donate link on okay, our surfaripals.org. It's called Feed the Fish, and then in parentheses it says donate. Okay. <laughs> well, that's cute. So. Um, and then um, we're five hundred one C three, so yeah, we're, we're good it's there. It's all tax deductible at the end of the year, and um, you know it really doesn't cost a lot to help a kid in a um, one of our nonprofit schools to have this program. It's twenty three dollars per kid for an entire year of Safari Pals. Oh my God, that's like a not even a dollar fifty mm -hmm. a, a, a it's month. It's super affordable. Right. We have um, some great relationships with people who um, help me make sure that the printing and the books and everything gets done mm -hmm. um, on, on a very very affordable rate. And um, we know, have a lot of businesses that are we do, that are giving. We do. We and so if, you, if your audience in, has has yeah. access to a business or if they're a business owner, we'd love to help promote Absolutely. them. We, we promote our our supporters as yes. well. Thank you, Pediatric Dental, Everything Marketing, <laughs> Cassie and Silman, State Farm, Deb Britton team. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all have a good basis built up so far. And yeah. I, I can see it's only going to grow, especially yeah. with the networking that you Absolutely. both do. And I mean, I can only speak, I only know the networking she does because we belong to the <laughs> right. same group, but I didn't know you were such a great public speaker until I our didn't last either, but... polka dot meeting. <laughs> I guess when you feel passionate about something, yes. it just kind of comes out. So. For those of you listening, um, we're both part of the Polka Dot Powerhouse and the Shreveport, Louisiana chapter. And last month, which was, uh, well, this month, a week and a half ago, <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer was our, our speaker. And you spoke on the topic of, and I'm going to mess this up, the, the blessings of a burden. That's right. The blessing of a burden. The blessing mm -hmm. of a burden. Can you give us a quick spiel on how that connects to Safari Pals? When you have, um, it's a very, very contradictory thing to say that a burden can be a blessing, but in a nutshell, um, what I was talking about was when you have a burden, that's something that is very personal. 
And um, <clears throat> when you take that burden and you fuel it, you accept it, and you, instead of saying, oh, is, can somebody do something about this, you take ownership of that burden, and you decide to do something about it, that fills you with passion. And when you're passionate about something, that fills you with um, with purpose. And when you have purpose, like everything, when you feel like you have a purpose in life, everything else about you just fills up and flows out of that. Physical, mental, emotional, the whole person, can be re-energized when you feel like you have purpose. Absolutely. And so we we just have a burden for kids who, um, we just started seeing so many trends with employers saying it's really hard for for me to get kids who know how to work it or able to work in a on a team effort or who can introduce themselves, who are, can interview well. And we were like, well, you've got to start young with these things. And so we just have a burden for making sure that kids have the very best skills and ability to um, train themselves, to train them their future self up to, you know, to have a real shot right. <clears throat> at success. And to, um, you know, we, we say that we are training them now to be better citizens of the future. It's, and she always had a really a burden for that. Right. And so that was part of our put up or shut up speech well, five we, years yeah, ago. It was, was, we, we got, it was like, no one has benefited from you talking about this for yeah. 20 years. And so let's go do something about it. And part of my speech is like, if you own that burden and you take um, responsibility for it and you go out to do something about it, it will ruin you. It will wreck you because then you become, and I mean that in a good way, because then you like become in an obsessed way. consumed yes. with right. it. But what comes out of that is such a blessing. The looks on people's faces, the joy of a child, and when he accomplishes a goal and he's rewarded with it. Um, mm -hmm. Even if it's um, rescuing someone from domestic domestic violence, when they look at you with the tears in their eyes and they say, "You saved me," that is a blessing. That is something that you could never, you know, well, generate. Well, money, money can't or, buy that no, type money of can't uh, buy appreciation that. either. And but it does take money. It, it, it takes money to, to do, do it. some of these things. Sure. But. Um, the money can what? be that energy you know it's yeah. like you use it the yeah. way that you you know if you are a good person with good intentions then that money will only take you further in that positive direction that's right. right and you know but sometimes it doesn't take money sometimes it's a kind word a touch of a hand um it's a i believe well, the, in you that, the children, that's free um, we all have right. that ability that's and we true. don't need money in our pocket to do that for another person that's right, right. the children that we're reaching through our title one schools They'll they never have no be money. able to yeah. they have no money you right, know, yeah. so we can Neither only teach them that right. you know uh, they can be productive and uh, beneficial to their friends and their family and their schools and their neighborhoods by we tell them uh, um, who you are has nothing to do with where you are that's right and you can't use that as um, a crutch or an excuse that's so powerful yeah. well speaking on that topic then yes. Um, I like to have everybody I speak with here share an empowering, their most empowering, or at least their recent most empowering moment they've seen with someone they've interacted with in their program or with something that they sell their product or service. So what, what recent empowering moment have you seen with a child or a child's family that you've worked with where you've just seen that change in their life? Well, let me say something real quickly to that effect my, uh, on my personal life because I just, just thought of it. We sure. were at an Asian festival in Shreveport and we had been... Uh... Sorry. No, that's okay. Take your time. When you have a child look up at you and your eyes meet mm -hmm. and they say... This has been the best day of my life. Aww. You know, yeah. just because you're That's there. That's powerful. It was. Or when you have um, a child wrap their arms around your waist and say, I love you. Aww. You know, um, you know, I had a child yesterday tell me, thank you so much for coming to be with us. That's it's my favorite thing. Aww. It's a simple sentence, you know, and it means the world. It really yeah. does. And we've had parents come and do testimonies and tell us 
I have noticed such a difference in my child. We had one parent come <laughs> and say, I can't get my kid to do her homework before her fun work. Can you help me with that? Yeah, so and we, so we started saying at the end of every class, first do your homework, then, then do, do your, your fun work. work. Um, and then go play. And then go play. Uh, That's right. We have a little uh, safari pal obsession with a few of our kids going mm-hmm. on, which I love it. But They could have worse mm-hmm. obsessions, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's right. Well, We were at the um, Asian Festival, and uh, we had a little boy come running up to us. Kip Safari, Kip Safari. Of course, I'm just um, Kip Safari's wife or, <laughs> or Mrs. Safari. They yeah, call me they, Mrs. Mrs. Safari. <laughs> That's so or cute. Mr. Or Kip Safari's wife, this one little kid yeah. calls me. Okay. But um, Now, we'd only been with him three weeks. We'd only been at the at the new school for three weeks. About three weeks, yeah. yeah. And he came up, and his mom was, of course, taken aback. That, that here's this, I mean, he's probably six or seven-year-old little black boy running up to two white people uh, at in this the, festival. In the middle of downtown Shreveport. Yeah. She's like, what? And he came running up and gave us a hug. And, Aww. Brought his mom over to introduce his mother to us. And, and he did. We he had did. To, we had, it was really we cool. We had the Howard the Halibut lesson that teaches you to that's introduce right. yourself. And he introduced his mother to us. And we're like, that's so cool. That's so sweet. Yeah. And she oh, says, I well, who it. are they? And he says, Mom, they're the one that teach teach me how to be honest, how to tell the truth, to pick up oh. trash, uh, how to introduce myself. I mean, and Which we were just really excited. Had, because uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, one yeah. of them were li- was listening. Yeah. You know, sometimes right. you think you just talk all day and nobody's really hearing you. It's the same thing when you have kids. But um, <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, they hear it us. Was pretty They're cool getting it. To oh. see this little boy telling his That's mom amazing. what yeah. he had been learning. So. And mom was pretty proud of him for that yes. too. Yes, so and, and she rec- when he she, he started telling her that that's what that's what she recognized. Oh, that's who they are. Uh, that's cool. Well, they call yeah. us the the fish people. The fish. The fish people. That's so funny. Well, you probably have a lot of fish characters. <laughs> we so. do. We do. And we have a science lesson. We it's not just about character development and stuff. We like um, you know I homeschooled for years and years, and so my, the teacher part of my brain you know has to have a little more substance to it yeah. and so we have a little mini science lesson about every um when we do aim in the albacore we teach them about albacore oh, you know cool. when we do the macaroni penguin we teach them about penguins mm-hmm. that's cool so every that's, every yeah. first and second grader at, at atkins elementary will tell you that an octopus has three hearts we always give oh, them three a, hearts a, and eight arms yeah a, a i did not know that well i knew about the arms <laughs> the kids love teaching the adults so, that's so one cool. little girl always makes it a point to tell her father who she never gets to stump some new fact that she learned about that fish ah, that he didn't know. So that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, she came back the next week. He didn't know that. She's oh, so that's excited. so cute. But uh, at a different school, we taught um, Ollie the octopus you know, how to keep your environment clean. Um, that's picking up trash. Picking up the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talked about the three hearts and the eight arms, as we were leaving, you know, we like to speak to as many of them as we can. Personally, a little girl came up to me and she said. The octopus is my new favorite animal. And Aww. I was like, what? they're kind of weird. <laughs> I'm like, why would the octopus be your new favorite animal? And she said, because with three hearts and eight arms, you can love a whole lot of people. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, kill me, kid. You know, I was just wrecked. I was a mess was after that. Awesome. Oh, I would have yeah. been in tears. I'm like tearing up right now. This is so cute. <laughs> well, and we always um, reiterate that uh you can be a safari pal every single day. And I'm a big proponent for cleaning up the environment. So I always tell the kids, look kiddos, no matter what, go ahead and make sure you pick up trash every day. And so they are focused on, if doing nothing else with safari pals, they're picking up trash or environment. You know, I tell the kids, my, my goal with that is to have a million kids picking up one piece of trash a day. That's a million pieces of trash getting on our streets and schools and neighborhoods every day. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Well, Well, thanks thanks so much for having us. Yeah, I actually have two more quick questions that I can't let y'all leave without asking. So first, I know that y'all are going to be part of an event coming up, so I want you to have the opportunity to kind of give that event a shout out and let us know where we can find you guys at that event. Yes, we are participating in Give for Good. 
Okay. On May 1st. It's an online fundraising program. Oh. Um, and a lot of, I think there are over 100 organizations in the area participating. But we would love, we're going to be at Whole Foods from okay. 11 a.m. or no, 10.30? No, 11 a.m. Yeah. to 6 p.m. on May 1st. We would love for a lot of people to come out and come find mm -hmm. us. You won't be able to miss us. You know, we're the people with the surfboards. Right. That's right. <laughs> and um, just come out and meet us and come out and yes. talk to us. And consider um, consider giving to um, Surfari Pals um, so that, you know, we can just keep opening up into mm -hmm. more and more schools. So that's Give for Good. Mm -hmm. I think it's giveforgood.org slash Surfari Pals. Right. And, um, starting yesterday, you can actually um, pre-sign um, up to give so that if you're afraid you're going to forget or you're not going to be here on May 1st or whatever, mm -hmm. you can go ahead and register and set your gift up online, right. and then it won't hit until May 1st. It's a 24-hour flash kind of um, fast fundraising yeah, thing. And there are prizes for... Um, the newcomer with the most, you know, um, donors during a certain period, mm -hmm. and we're a newcomer this year. That's right. And um, the newcomer who raises the most, and um, so there are all kinds of different prizes that the community foundation is kind of adding to the fund. And so the more people, even if you're only given five dollars, sometimes it's just the, the number of people who mm -hmm. gave something. Okay. Um, we could get an extra five hundred dollar bonus yeah. for oh, that. Yeah, lots so of lots yeah. bonuses. Yeah. So so that so. one, and then May. And that's that's local Whole Foods in Shreveport, Louisiana. If you yes. are local, but yes. I will put the link below. If you are not local and you still want to look into this and you would like to, you yeah. know, support this organization mm -hmm. and that specific uh, fundraiser. Right. And there are some matching funds opportunities too, so you could have an opportunity oh, to double our money. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. A lot of fun. Well, awesome. I'm so excited for that, and I will check my calendar. I might be out of town, but we'll, we'll, well see. Well, it's all online, that's, so that's as right. long but, as you yeah. have internet, we're good that's, to go. That's true. That's, that's right. true. So I love I love Whole Foods. <laughs> I spend way more than I need to every time I go in. <laughs> so awesome. It's I totally like to, worth it. I just walk in and get a big salad. Yes. Oh, the salad bar is fantastic. Awesome. Okay, so last question for you both, and I'll have you both answer it separately. Okay. So you have 30 seconds in an elevator with someone, and I guess in this case we'll, we'll say it's a child, okay. and they ask you, how can I be empowered to make a change in my life and take that next step on my journey? What do you tell them? You have 30 seconds. <laughs> I think I would tell that child, if, if it's a child that I'm speaking with, I, I may actually ask them, um, are they willing or wanting to make a difference in their life and the lives of others? Oh, that's uh, a good question kids aren't given that challenge very often. They're always told what to do. And we want to teach them that it's if it is to be, it's up to me. Mm -hmm. And so we want to help them realize their full potential along the way so that they can be the example at home, at their church, at their school, in their own environment, no matter where that environment may, may be. Awesome, I love that. It's kind of like asking permission to challenge them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Okay, Jennifer. So I've actually said this to a couple of kids lately. Um, I just, I like to get on a kid's level. So I would, you know, kind of bend down, crotch down so that I can see them in the eye. And I mm -hmm. would say, you are responsible for how you treat yourself and how you treat others. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have or what clothes you have on. You can make, um, you are responsible uh, for how you are, what you say, what you do, and no one can take that away from you. Um, That's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, and it's simple. Yeah. It's, it's ownership. It's responsibility. And it's giving them the permission to take that action. And sometimes right. I just bend down and look at a kid that's obviously struggling and having a really bad day. And I just look at him uh, and I was like, I believe in you. That's mm -hmm. kids you can that. you can mm -hmm. turn this yeah. around I believe in you I know you can do it and Aww. it just changes their whole face oh I love that I love that well I cannot wait to see you all yeah. in action with everything that you're doing I can't wait to be part of Camp Safari and yeah, to help as best awesome. as I can and if, if anybody has questions they can always call us it's uh, yeah. we have a toll-free number it's okay it's 844 
Surfari. That's seven eight seven three eight seven four. So we would love three two seven four. We'll we'll put it in the we'll put it in the description box below in the show notes as well as a good email address for contact. Surfari. S U R F A R I. Awesome. Well, thanks Jennifer so much. Kip, yes, thank, thank you both so for much for us. being here. I really enjoyed this conversation, and Me I can't too. wait to yeah. see where y'all go. Thank you so much, Danny. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who might really need to hear this message today. Until next time, have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most, and if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible, so thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.